This is Pamela the Ghost, and tonight we're interviewing um, the, the artist behind handprintpledge.org, which is an auction for Black Lives Matter. So we're going to be interviewing contemporary artist Michelle Volz. We're going to discuss her piece, Handprint Pledge, which is at Handprint Pledge on uh, Instagram. And this is an auction for Black Lives Matter. And she's doing a handprintpledge.org auction for Black Lives Matter. Uh, we interview indie artists from around the world, and um, we're going to be talking to her tonight. You're a contemporary artist, and you do have this handprint yes. pledge um, auction going on for Black Lives Matter since yesterday, right? Yes, it started at noon yesterday. And so you, you're from Utah. You're a contemporary artist. You paint landscapes. That you're a texture junkie. And uh, you like to use uh, more tactile art experiences. Can you maybe talk about the genesis of um, create this piece for um, Black Lives Matter? Yeah, um, you know, it was just a really weird thing. Um, my art. Uh, and, um, you know, ever since Memorial Day, when the protests started, um, I had been talking to my girls about racism and, you know, all of that. And so, um the conversation of of race and equality was heavy on my mind and i was awake at 4 a.m and last week one day uh with a toothache oddly enough and so i was just thinking about these things in the middle of the night and they just happened to collide somehow and this idea was born so i i don't know i just kind of an image popped into my head and i thought hey that would be a really great idea um i've just felt a little bit helpless you know as a white suburban mom yeah. out here in utah trying to figure out how to keep the conversation how to um i don't know create how to be a part of it i guess and how how to make a difference yeah. and i think a lot of people are feeling that way you know we can go to protests and things but i wanted something that could live that um, and, and art for me is, is a way to do that. So it just kind of worked out that way. That's interesting. So where did you actually have, uh, this done? How did people participate in creating the art? Where did you actually have, um, people, you know, do the handprints? Yeah. So, um, I did it here with my family first and then I took it out last Friday up to the Utah state Capitol Hill. Uh, there was a protest there going on that evening and people really jumped on board. They, they really liked the idea and wanted to participate. They liked the idea, you know, these are on this black canvas together would, would uh, create um, a visual of community and unity and hope um, in regards to this conversation. And so people would just kind of come over and I would paint their hand as close to the color of their skin as I could get it. And um, they would place their hand on the black canvas. And so there's just this beautiful colors of skin um, coming together on this canvas as we all kind of pledge to stand up and um, not be silent any longer on the issues of race and just continue to have this conversation. And most importantly, I think to listen, you know? Yeah. I think it's great because I'm a musician and, you know, musicians, we've been, I've been writing songs 
that are what I call political electronic music. I'm a synthesis. I'm an electronic musician. Right. And for many years, I've been writing music, and music has been a way that I've, um, you know, jumped on different um, causes and, you know, donated songs because that's, you know, I'm a songwriter. Awesome. So I understand um, from an artist's point, point of view, it's, it's really interesting. I have talked to some artists before on the program, um, maybe only two or three, mostly musicians, but I do understand the, 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 the feeling to try to participate. And just a question in terms of like you're, um, you're, you're a tech, you're artist, you're a contemporary artist. Who are your, um, your primary influences? Um, I have to say Monet, as far as some of the old school ones go, Monet is definitely one. I got to see a couple of his in person and, uh, of color like if you stand really close it doesn't look like anything but if you stand back all of that color kind of comes together to create a picture and I've always loved that Um, contemporary artists like for right now I love Jennifer Burns she's amazing Um, she she uh, her use of color is just incredible Um, those are those are probably two of my faves yeah how long have you been doing art um, as a professional artist, uh, you want to know something funny is I was a musician for most of my life. I sang jazz um, and played the piano and did all of that. And then um, I got married. I worked in marketing for a little bit. So I had a career. I got married and uh, I just started painting one day. Um, it was a, a been maybe five and a half years ago that I started painting and Um, I had a funky dream (laughs) where I was painting in my dream and I was like, oh, that might be fun to try. So, cause I had this really vivid dream. I could see this particular painting in my head and I was like, I wonder if I could try and actually paint that. And I really don't have any experience painting at that point. So, um, so I gave it a try and, um, I, but, uh, I started, I just loved it. And I started to get really excited about learning the textures and techniques and, and uh, how to um, mix paint and all of that stuff. And so it just kind of evolved and here I am and I do commissions and it's, it's my livelihood. Wow. So did you actually go, go get trained at an art school or did you just, uh, you know, get under somebody's wing? How, how did you learn about the techniques for you self-taught? Um, I'm, I'm self-taught mostly. I, I consider myself a, a graduate of the University of YouTube when it comes to learning techniques. If I had a question about um, doing certain techniques, I would just uh, do my best to look up on YouTube um, how other artists were, mm-hmm. were doing things and, you know, how do I do this or how do I create that look and that texture and, and all of that. And it's kind of culminated to what I do today. So. That's interesting. Cause a lot of the indie musicians, I primarily interview indie musicians and a lot of them kind of like, you know, or some of them are self-taught, some of them yeah. went to school, but all of them had the passion to do art. And they just, you know, went into music, just like when I've talked to actors, you know, some people just find they have a talent for the arts and it drives them into, you know, graphic arts or music or theater or modeling or any kind of thing. But it's just interesting when people find, and you had been a musician, so you found another form. I I do find that musicians tend to have multiple capabilities. (laughs) I've I've seen, I've I've talked to musicians that became actors actors that became musicians, you know, musicians that do artwork, 
that are heavily involved in the arts and visual arts and yeah. graphic arts. So it's it's interesting it's kind of dynamic. I think just being an artist or a creative seems to draw that kind of um, skill set. Right, and you know, as an as a musician, I was classically trained initially. Um, and so, you know, when I would, I would sing other people's jazz songs, I didn't really write anything myself, which for me was, um, it was lacking, but I loved music, but mm -hmm. I couldn't create in that outlet for myself. So I love that you can create because, um, that I think that's awesome. It's, it's an incredible skill to have in that medium. So when I found art, um, I think I connected to the ability to be able to create something that's my own um, that seemed to come a little mm -hmm. trying to write songs for me. So, yeah, I think when it comes to creativity and art and music and theater and acting, really, it's really just a, about finding, you know, your own outlet, your own emotional outlet. Yeah, I find that people have like, you know, I, I, I had a kind of a liberal arts background. I went to a school in Maine called Bowdoin College, which kind of a storied, you know, New England small college. And it just what we found is like this holistic thinking where you could like take like a concept of like Nietzsche or heavy philosophy or reading like Wordsworth. And I just found that, you know, by mixing like like Victorian poetry with you know you know classical music or electronic music you could do cross genre or cross you know art artistic capabilities and yeah. put it into music and and I think that's what a lot of the people I, I, I interview have you know multiple talents but then they find one that really stands out and then that they become a creative person in that in that yeah. field and it's interesting your story is not unlike a lot of the musicians I talked to yeah <laughs> Because you are you are a musician, so that's interesting. Um, so, so it's really cool. I want to just like tag your your website is www.voltsart.com, yes. and you have you know the handprintpledge.org, which we're going to include all those website links, and we have been pushing on our Instagram and our other web pages as the ghost, and we're just happy to be able to support something for this cause because. You know, we created a, a genre of music we call political electronic music back in 2016, where we kind of started to take on that, you know, EDM didn't just have to be about beats yeah. and dancing, that it could be, a, be about, um, you know, other things. And that's the way it kind of spawned sure. this podcast, where I decided I should give a voice to all the indie musicians out there. And we've branched into talking to artists and musicians and actors and you know businesses it, it, it kind of branched out a lot wider than what yeah we that's awesome i love this is a niche that i think has not been so you know you're kind of a forerunner here yeah yeah what's interesting we, we, anchor fm was its own company and then spotify actually made it part of their we're part of spotify now oh wow um and so it's just gotten bigger and bigger we've got over twenty three thousand listeners worldwide and our audience actually reaches to almost every country on the planet. That's amazing. <laughs> um, and it just, yeah, and I've, I've talked to bands in, in Norway, Australia, Japan, Berlin. I just don't talk to, you know, U.S.-based artists. I've been able to talk to artists all over the planet. That's fantastic. Even, even in Russia. Well, this is, this is <laughs> so, an issue that yeah. we're seeing 
all over the planet right now. I mean, France, France, Australia, and the UK, all there's all kinds of places all over the world that are having protests right now for Black Lives Matter. This is a universal conversation that is happening at this moment. It's awesome. Well, yeah, it just seems like, you know, sometimes in the civil rights movement, you know, I took some civil rights classes when I went to Bowdoin, and you had, you know, the, the big moments in history, uh, you know, the Birmingham bombing of the church with the yeah. four little girls. You had, you know, Emmett Pettus Bridge. You had, you know, Rosa Parks. You had Emmett Till. It always was like uh, these very significant moments that, the, you know, people in the movement and the NAACP and SNCC, they, they found these cases that were like beyond a doubt that this is right. unjust. So the whole thing with Floyd George is kind of like the new Emmett Till, the, the new Birmingham bombing. You know, it's something that was clearly not something that you could say, well, we, you know, maybe the person, you know, it tends to be in this kind of vein as people say, oh, the person, maybe right. they did something, you know, but it was pretty clear that it wasn't. So then we, the movement has gotten a lot of strength because of, of the sacrifice of, of Floyd George and the tragedy of Floyd George. And I'm glad that I see people all over the world, you know, not just in the U.S. And, and you're in Utah, so that you know you were you were moved by it, you know, and under a lockdown, you went out and you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I think that's really exciting for I think the future of, of the whole, whole plan. I agree. I agree, people... and you know, eventually the protests will fade and things like that. But what I wanted to do with this art piece was to create something where we could look back on this and remember the conversation that happened. So, so I created two of these pieces. There's a, there was a larger one and a, a smaller sister one. And the larger one I state of Utah in hopes that our leaders will put it where they can see it and remember this conversation, not forget too soon. Would you try to put it in the state house somewhere in the state capital? So. Do you have a place you want to, want it to I go? Hope so I would love for them to put it somewhere, whether it's the courthouse or the Capitol, or even if it's their police station, somewhere where it can be of use so that when they see it, they can yeah, be remember, they can remember this period in time, this historic conversation that we're having forget to include that that conversation and our community that they serve in in um as they lead us i suppose that, that's really good i like i like to see people doing action you know i've always believed in that yeah uh, myself so I, I wanted to be able to jump on this and you know anybody that's doing these similar uh types of efforts can get in contact with the ghost because we're, we're always about moving things forward but we're very happy to have you on the program and we're out to our 11 platforms and we're lucky to be able to actually even connect um, the hyperlinks to our podcast so we're going to probably use the picture of of um of your print uh, that we have that you sent us as the main Great. cover and then we'll have the hyperlink to your main to your instagram and to the actual um site which is handprintpledge.org right. And then have your direct Instagram post as well. So we can have multiple links on these. And this will go up, as I said, we're part of Spotify. We go on Spotify podcasts, which are free to everyone who wants to hear a podcast. You don't have to actually be a subscriber to listen on, on Spotify. People might not know that, but you don't. Mm -hmm. And um, it'll be on um, 10 other platforms, including Apple and Google Play, Radio Public, Overcast, many, many more.
So awesome. it'll get pushed out uh, later tonight within probably like an hour. It'll be available. We'll send you the links. And these, every, everything's free. So, you know, the podcast is just going to be out. We will be able to link it to our Instagram. And you should be able to link it to yours. And um, it allows you to have a hyperlink with a highlight that will actually go to the Spotify version of the podcast. If people oh, click on it. Yeah, so that will be set up on our site, and then from there, you know, you can you can um, figure out how to do your do your own version of it. But it will be on all of our Instagram sites as well. Wonderful. So we're happy to help, and we we love that you that you to do uh, this this you know social action for this movement, and we're very excited that America's moving forward with this. And Michelle, we're happy that you came on the program. We're going to push this out and get it to everybody within the hour. Wonderful. Sounds good. The auction at midnight. So keep up the bidding and thanks so much for taking the time and having me on the show today. Well, no problem. Thank you very much. Yep. We'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye. Bye.